games. Ah, John Nelson, GPB, <laughs> joining us here. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Joining us, uh, supposed to join us last week. He is such a busy man. He, he just couldn't, but then made a point of saying, I'll join you next week. And he's a man of his word. Here he is. Yeah. Morning, John. Um, I, I feel like I should stand and be at the, I guess, at rest now. I guess when you were playing <laughs> yeah. into the segment, I, I guess I should have been standing completely and totally upright with my best posture uh, to start the segment off. But He, uh, he knew let's that. Hear for, let's hear it for left-handed guitarists. You know, that, that, whoop, whoop, all the, all the proper celebrations that you're supposed to have. And it's amazing, but, but no. it's amazing, John, how, yeah. how, um, what's the best way to put this? How people's percept, not perceptions, but their look at music, artists, artistry, period, has changed over the years. There was that generation before us who thought that was blasphemous. Oh, no doubt. The same with uh, Jose Feliciano when he did the anthem at Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. yeah. for the uh, MLB All-Star game. Yeah. So, again, I just want to throw that on there because this was that uh, little piece of nugget I want to throw out there about uh, his his uh, last duty album. But Eric asked you a question or, or speculated that you might know some of the other members of the 27 Club. We lost. I, don't, I, don't know the, I don't know any more of the 27 Club, but I do know the question of the 432s. 432s. Enlighten the audience and, <laughs> honestly, myself, to what you're uh, okay. referring to. In, in, the, in the mid-1960s. Okay. The most valuable players of the NFL, the AFL, the National League, and the American League all wore the number 32. I got one. Oh, wait. Say that again. This is good. I didn't know this one. The NFL, now you don't know the year or just like 64 to 67? I think it's, 60, I think it's 65. Okay. It's like 65 or 66. They all wore the number 32. Okay. I know Sandy Koufax. Correct. All right, I got one. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Correct. So that's two of four. Now all you have left are the American League and the American Football League. Uh, OJ? Is he one? No, that's too soon. Okay. Um, American League Baseball? And that's the toughest one. That's the toughest one. The AFL. Uh, 32. Jeez. Yeah, it would have been who won the championship that year, and the same for who was in the World Series against the Dodgers for your American League answer. Um, this see, this gets into that gray area for me when he talks about the AFL because I know that the the Bears and the Packers Packers went a bunch uh, before they actually called it the Super Bowl. So would right. it have been a Green Bay Packer? It would have been a Buffalo Bill, Cookie Gilchrist. Wow, a great name. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most difficult one of the four. Okay. The American League one is Elston Howard, New York Yankees. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a good one. So, yeah, they all wore the number 32. So that's, you know, when you, when you go wandering into uh, your, your favorite establishment, hey, man. No, sorry, wrong time slot. Um, <laughs> no, this is the perfect Al, place. is good morning. This is the perfect place, John, for that, because this is what I do throughout the show. Insignificant information, but yet comes up handy in, in times and places like this. Uh, I, I am the prince of pedanticism, no doubt. Uh, I don't know, and we might have to have a competition with that. This is John Nelson uh, joining us here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Mr. Crenshaw off this morning as uh, he will be That's moving. That's not allowed during football season. That Pardon? is not allowed. Well, we give him a special dispensation because Sam's over 25 years old, and he had to stay up you know, nearly past midnight last night doing his high school scoreboard show. Hello, raising my hand. I'm in that club. Hello. I, well, yeah, but you didn't have to get here at like 4 in the morning. No, but I did I did end up uh, finally crashing about 2. 
<laughs> and John, don't feel bad. I I walked out of Kell High School at just before eleven, got home and and watched the Braves almost give me a heart attack before I decided to call it a night, knowing I had to be here first thing in the morning too. God bless both of you. Hey. I really do. All right, let's get started on this. And John, I want to start with this. Can you put a bow on your thoughts on Corky Kell Classic last week? It's all uh, are Mill Creek and Walton still playing? <laughs> uh no. Is that the the last? Who? Why didn't? Uh, who did I say last week needed? A, that that needed was the, the next to last game okay. that scored ninety points. Was it ninety points, John? Eighty eight, something whoever like that. Whoever was whoever it was, was uh, yeah, eighty five, forty four, forty one. Yeah, and whoever had forty one, I can't remember who should have kicked the field goal. Right, that game would have kept going. Walton, Walton should have yes. kicked the field. I yeah. never understood why they didn't kick one, John. Yeah. I know, and uh, I guess let's see to put a bow on the uh, that particular that mega couple of days. Uh, shout out to Caleb Carmine and, and Kennesaw Mountain as they continue to to grow as a program. Full disclosure, uh, story time with John. Uh, Caleb played football at Shorter, and for a handful of seasons, I was the host of their coaches show, and so I got to see Caleb. Uh, work his way from being a, a football player in, in small college in the NAIA to a, a growing a program up at Kennesaw Mountain. And it's been really cool to see him build that program uh, there at Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, you get the defense from what we've seen with Rome, and they put another you know big marker up last night, beating Lithonia 49 nothing. They shut down Creekside 16-6 in a, a home game at Barron Stadium. And the way that John Reed traditionally has done things with, with Rome is he, he's not afraid to play young, young players at all because it's like, all right, are you ready to play? Don't care if you're a freshman or a sophomore. You're going out there. You're going to play. And those kids, when they play freshmen and sophomores, by the time they get to junior and senior, they've been in the system. They know the system. It's like, you know, absolute clockwork. And it's teams like these that he has this year that uh, the expectation is to make a deep run and challenge for a championship. Uh, you know, shout out to Mount Pisgah for their win against Fellowship. Uh, Fellowship, you know, they like to schedule uh, tough games early in their non-region schedule. And, you know, Pisgah and Fellowship, for me, that was another one to, to keep an eye on. You know, you look at Grayson, who's a top five team in the, you know, in the country in some polls, putting up a, a big number in their game. So it was a lot, a lot of display nationally about why Georgia is the, you know, the top three state, one of the top three states for talent heading to the next level. But at the same time, uh, the talent pool across the board, it's fantastic to see. And you got four days, 78 days. How long was the tournament? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything on display yeah, coming out of the blocks, but it's, it's a great celebration to start things off. Part of the celebration for high school football here in the state. So John, I was looking at your game last night and, Coach Rico Zachary from Westlake is not going to invite me back because I had his first game, and unfortunately he came up short against North Cobb, but he got the victory last night in impressive fashion, and you had a chance to interview him after the game. How was the uh, the scene at Westlake last night? Did, did Cam Newton show back up again? No, uh, AJ did, though, to, to check on his younger brother, Avion. Oh, really? Okay, awesome. And, uh, I mean, yeah. he, he, he should have been at curfew. They play at 3 o'clock. I'm going to see if he broke curfew, but – he showed up nah, great. He, he was there. He was there in the first half, hanging out in the end zone, and he was keeping an eye on things. But uh, dominant performance by Westlake defensively, and 
I think it was minus 28 net yards for Crisp last night. And Crisp is a team that, you know, like a lot of teams that want to challenge themselves here in the first season, meaning the non-region schedule. Crisp will play anybody, anyplace, anytime, twice on Tuesday, and out at exit 101 on I-75 South, you know, if that's what it calls for. And just because they're a triple-A uh, program doesn't mean that they're not going to want to play up and play seven A teams. But Westlake with Rico Zachary, their lines are huge. And when you have a, a size disparity like that and you're able to put pressure on the quarterback, I think they had three or four sacks of the crisp quarterback in the first quarter. Uh, just dominant from there. Uh, you know, three rushing touchdowns in a hurry in the first in the first uh, in the first quarter, out to a 19 nothing lead. It was 33-7 at the half, and then 33-7 heading to the fourth and a couple of quick scores. But yeah, dominant performance by Westlake, and uh, something that Rico Zachary can build on as they continue in their non-region schedule. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Joined by John Nelson from GP. Hey man, hey, let me try it here. All right, everybody, hold on tight. And he is social. <laughs> You can follow him at Good job. OSG Sports or at Soccer Down Here or yeah, you got to, yeah, at yeah. GPB Sports or okay. at ATLUTD2. Man, you got a lot, and I ain't well, even finished with all yeah. the places you can be followed at. I was like, there's at least yeah, one more. No, I know there's one more. There's at so- Southeast Emmy. Right? Is that right? Did I get that right? That last one? That's not the one that that's not the one he communicates at, with me on. G A broadcasters. So I think you're skipping one well, on purpose. No, what am I missing? Because you don't want to say it. Well, what am I missing? At, at cute sports guy, I believe. Oh, well, that one doesn't have it just says cute sports guy. Okay. You know. Yeah, that's uh, the one he always okay, emails so, me from. All right. Here we go. All right. So it's at OSG Nelson is the one that gets directly to me on, on Twitter. There you go. Cute sports guy on Instagram, on the gram or the IG or whatever the kids say these days. Reason being. And there's, there's, there's something behind it. When the boss says, that's what you are, that's what your handle is. Yeah. And it is basically a riff on Sex in the City. Uh, once again, uh, use the Google machine, kids, if you're of a certain vintage. Dude, uh, let but me yeah, tell you when the many... boss says, No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just when gonna... the boss says you're a cute sports guy, Greg, yeah. that's what your handle is on the ground. He took that ball and ran with it. No, I ain't mad at him for that. I'd say the same thing about me, too. But don't say anything about sex. I go to sleep to that pretty much every night. And I say that because I, I'm ready to go to sleep, and Tracy wants to watch TV, and she goes to sleep, and she always puts that on. It comes on in some channel, like, starting at 11 o'clock at night. Yep. And it comes like on, a marathon. Don't, don't ask how I know this. It comes <sighs> on A&E late at night. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm, 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 I'm locked in there. Listen, mention Atlanta United. Your thoughts on what we're seeing right now from this team, the expectations going into the season and where they sit right now and uh, on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Well, I mean, the East is crazy. You've got nine teams separated by – five or six points right now. We knew it was going to be crazy. And when you have 20 injuries involving uh, your 37-man roster, some of them multiple times, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's an uphill battle for Gonzalo Pineda and, and the squad. When you lose your spot, the spine of your team out of the blocks, Brad, Miles, Ozzy, Alonzo, and, you know, you're trying to get continuity with all of your uh, designated players. It's tough. You've got D.C. coming to town this weekend on Sunday afternoon. Bottom line, got to have it. Got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Last time out, D.C. gave up six to Philadelphia. 
you have that kind of a day this weekend at Mercedes-Benz. It'll help you with your goal difference. But you got to just focus on you right now because there's a lot of folks you got to you know you got to skip over if you're going to make it into the playoffs in the East. Yeah, and he's talking about that matchup pregame tomorrow at three thirty, kick at four o'clock. You can hear that match right here on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. And John, before we let you go here this morning on Sam McGregor, appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's a dual yeah. weekend of action at Mercedes Benz Stadium. Of course, I'll see you tomorrow, sir, as I'm producing your wonderful Five Stripes live at halftime, and yeah. you do that bang yeah. up job yeah. every week. Yeah. But this afternoon is going to be a little uh, football at Mercedes-Benz, one last preseason game. What do you think Dirty Bird is going to do in 2022? Well, my, my first question is, and I need your honest appraisal. I need your honest assessment. Do you think Jarrett Bernhardt makes the roster at wide receiver? He, he got to. He's got to. Whether he is the, the sixth or seventh one and he plays mostly on special teams, what he's done, he has earned the spot. Not just on the practice squad. He's earned a spot on the 53. All right. And then what about all gear at running back out of BYU? Uh, fifth round draft pick. He's a bowling ball. I liked what he brings mm-hmm. as a bruiser. So yeah, I'm I'm keeping him over maybe forty two or someone else that's on the on the squad. That was very smooth of what John just did. Uh, go ahead, finish your well, thought there, and I'll tell you in a second what you did, which was which was very smooth. But go ahead, your thoughts on his question. Well, no, just the the biggest thing for me when it comes to. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons is making sure that the gentleman either under center or in a shotgun formation uh, on offense stays upright. And that, that for me is first and foremost when it comes to any level of success and trying to put points on the board, because when the QB's on his back, obviously that's kind of uh, counterproductive to putting points on the board. But go ahead, Greg. No, no, I was just going to say that was cool how you turned. You, you asked him a question, Eric, and he flipped it around like a broad, some broadcasters do and turned from interviewee to interviewer and started asking Dang. questions. That was beautiful. Listen, before you leave, I uh, want to give you this. I uh, want to give you a little bit of this 27 club that you didn't know about. First person, Robert, yeah. Robert Johnson, Delta Blues uh. legend, whose music is out there by Neptune right now. They took shot it in the space mm-hmm. years ago. Robert Johnson. Brian Jones, Brian Jones, original guitar player of the Rolling Stones, who died, mm-hmm. and the certificate was one of the greatest rock and roll descriptions of a death of all time. Died of misadventure. They found him in a pool with a handful of strippers, and it's another story. Brian Jones, 27. Jimi Hendrix, 27. Janis Joplin. Jim Morrison, 27. Um, here's one. Reggie Lewis. Forgot about him. Basketball player? Mm. Yes, Reggie Lewis okay. was 27. I thought it was all musicians. Yeah. Kurt Cobain, 27. There's a reason this, yeah, this, uh, this list is long. Yeah, yeah man. Jonathan Brandis, the kid from uh, Sequest. Pat Tillman. Football player, Arizona 27. State. 27. Wow. Amy Winehouse, who, by the way, shared a birthday with me. I didn't know that. She was 27. So, again, some of the names. And, most recently, Tyler Skaggs. Picture from the Angels. Angels. Yeah, all part of the 27 Club. Anyway, John, as always, man, we can't thank you enough for being a part of the show. Have a great rest of your weekend. And, uh, again, thank you again.